announcing Cyber Powered our very special edition. Featuring Wielding Hammer and his co-host Pack Devil. Hi. Coming to a podcast platform near you. <laughs> what a day. What a oh. week. I mean, I know we're not talking about it tonight because it just happened, but damn, Todd Howard killed it tonight. <laughs> oh man, if you haven't seen the Bethesda press conference, go back and watch it. You will, oh. you will just laugh your ass off. The self burns, the Skyrim very special edition parody trailer. He, Greatest he was, fucking thing I've seen all day. He was self aware about his company and what they've done the last couple of years. As Deadpool was in Deadpool Two. Yes. <laughs> So good. How was your week, man? But my week, you know, compared to most, it wasn't too bad. I actually got uh, quite a bit of gaming in. All Destiny. Been trying to get that Sunshot Catalyst. So far, I've got to rank 25. Man, is it a slow grind. <laughs> Only putting in a couple hours a night. I'm having fun with it. It's good. I got to level 30. Um, I didn't get to play it any today because of other reasons, but I am going to be hitting it hard tomorrow. I've got to get 20. Or no, I got 31. I got 19 more levels to get tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm just going to get as far as I can tomorrow. And then... Uh... Finish it off next uh, faction rally. We'll see. I think they said that you could still earn tokens during victory week. You just can't cash them in. Did I read that right somewhere, maybe? Not 100% sure. I don't know. I could have swore I seen DMG put something up like that. But, you know, you, you have the... You have at least this season to earn those catalysts through the faction rally, so... And then I don't know if the September if they'll kick it over or wait yeah we're in season three right so there's season four yet to come but anyway when they'll if they'll kick them into general population after that and put something different in there if they'll just keep them there till who knows when let's but. see uh, I got some Destiny two in and. I GM'd a game of Pathfinder. I played in a game of D&D today with my stream team on Mixer. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I didn't see you guys play, but I saw that you guys were going to uh, be doing that. We had some tech issues. I was the only person that couldn't get their video to work, so I was just a logo on the screen rather than myself, unfortunately. Way but to go. Once After about an hour and a half of tech issues, and finally I just waved the white flag and said, we're just going to have to do it without my video. Uh, we, ra- we ran it. Uh, we were on up and coming for an hour. Oh, wow. And then we went front page for three hours. Holy. Mixer. It was nuts. Like, it was bad as like between all just how many people were viewing, you know, Mixer isn't quite ready for it yet. True. Like Mixer like crashed. So once our viewer count hit 30, like it, everyone's view count dropped to zero so i have no idea what we actually hit but yeah we were front page of mixer for three hours man that's pretty cool and so yeah that was that was awesome so you're you're doing the double D &D. (laughs) one in life and (laughs) one in the the mixer realm yeah that was cool i think we're gonna we're going to try to make it a more regular thing. Um, shout out the Copper Lion uh, art. He did the graphics for it, so we actually mm-hmm. look professional as fuck. Wow. <laughs> like we look, our, our screen layout looked damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Then Not bad the game I ran for Pathfinder. You finished the first part of the story. Uh, sounds like they want to keep going with it. And it was originally going to be a trilogy, but I found two more modules that tie into it, so it would be a five-parter, and I think that's all I can find. So I think we're probably going to do that, just stick with the the location we're in, and we'll pick that back up in two weeks. So I was a little nervous. It's the first time I've ever GM'd a game, really. 
uh, other than one other time I did Call of Cthulhu and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm glad this time we're waiting two weeks because last time I had six days to crunch everything together, like learn the rules and loot tables and all of that. Now I have a little time to go through the leveling process with them and to get the next one ready. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean so that's pretty much just what it's just an RPG on paper. Yeah, it's a bit of an yeah. RPG. But man, so, there's a lot that goes into it. Oh, I'm sure. Especially on your end. Mm-hmm. Yep. The rest of them had to make a character and just kinda learn what their character can do. <laughs> I get to learn what they can do and what has to happen if certain things happen and yeah. <laughs> and tell them when they screw up and <laughs> good stuff. So yeah. Oh, and I I downloaded Raft. It's the it's a survival game on Steam and early access. You literally start the game on a 2x2 two two wooden piece of raft with a plastic hook. And you've got to fish stuff out of the water and craft stuff to, you know, you have to craft a water filter. Uh, you have to craft a grill so you can cook food that you find in barrels. But you start the game with nothing, nowhere near land. You're just on a piece of board. And there's wow. sharks. And there's sharks. <laughs> yes. The sharks will come up and slowly eat one piece of your boat at a time. And so you can craft a spear to try to keep them in check. And it was a ton of fun. So I was playing that right before we started. That's a ton of fun. I was playing it with a buddy. Uh, we learned the hard way. We waited too long to try to make a water purifier. And so the whole game, we were pretty much starving and dying of dehydration. Like, we could cook just fast enough to keep our health from not dropping, but we couldn't satisfy hunger. And it ended badly. We had to get in the water for stuff. We both died to a shark. You lose all your stuff when you die. And so now we're... We're floating in the middle, or no, we were anchored in the middle of nowhere. We had no hook, and we were dying of water and dehydration again before we could move. So, a little extreme, but... Sounds silly to be in, in amongst all that water and you're, you know, dying of dehydration. Right. <laughs> but I know, it's not it's not drinkable water, but still sounds funny. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. Hmm, interesting. There's so many survival games out there. But uh, this one's pretty cool. So it's twenty dollars. Let's see, sorry. So all right, yeah, um, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's what I played. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna skip over our usual news section because we have because it's pretty much gonna be the main topic. <laughs> <laughs> right so well, in that case what did you watch this week ah uh, what did I watch um I started watching this one uh documentary actually it's called uh Finding Hitler and it's based on the fact that the FBI in 2014 released all these uh or declassified a whole bunch of documents regarding Hitler mm-hmm. and they actually do not know where his body is, and it was act- it was never completely recovered. And there's possibilities that he actually escaped with a whole bunch of other Nazis to Argentina and lived out his days. I've heard that. And so uh, it's a former like CIA guy, a couple of special forces guys that like did the manhunt for Bin Laden and Saddam Hussein and others, and. They're just going through all the information and piecing it together and filming it, and it's it's super interesting. And uh, I don't know. There's nothing conclusive yet. I've only watched the first couple episodes, and they're in three seasons of it. But there's like a whole little Nazi German community in Argentina currently now. <laughs> and it's pretty crazy. Like tens of thousands of them that made it over and escaped war crimes and all that stuff, so... And then, uh, I can't remember what else I watched. I know I watched something else. What'd you watch? I watched Thor Ragnarok. Ah, that's funny. I love that movie. 
I watched uh, the first season of the Dan Har- Harmon Quest. Okay. And I watched a whole lot of Family Guy. It just says the background <laughs> noise. <laughs> Good old Family Guy. Okay, I need to write this stuff down. I have a I have a terrible memory for a, a young man. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess we'll just keep on moving here. Yeah. Sorry, I just really want to talk about E three and Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I was gonna skip the quiz, but I went ahead and pulled one out anyway. So. All right, let's do it. Let's do movie remakes. Reload the page. Okay. Movie remakes. All right. Uh, These actors starred in the original and a remake of which movie? So, I'm going to give you the actor for both the remake and the the original. So, Glenn Ford in 57 and Russell Crowe in 2007. Body of Lies, American Gangster, 310 to Yuma, Cinderella Man. Correct. Robert Mitchum in 62. Robert De Niro in 91. Awakenings, Backdraft, Goodfellas, Cape Fear. Mm, I think it's Goodfellas. Uh, No, Cape Fear. That's the two I was between. Charlton Heston in 68, Mark Wahlberg in 2001, The uh, Big Plan Hit, Plan to the Apes, Truth About Charlie, Italian Job. Damn. Ricky, huh. Ricky Lake in 88, Nikki Blonsky in 2007, Cry Baby, Last Exit to Brooklyn, Working Girl, Hairspray. Hairspray? Correct. Everything's a remake these days, no originals. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Fay Ray, 33. And then uh, King Kong. We don't live here anymore. And no, I think this is a typo. <laughs> One of the answers is And Naomi Watts, 2005. Eastern Promises. <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea. I didn't follow that entire line of, of words. <laughs> No, they okay. I think it's supposed to be uh, Fay Ray in '33, Naomi Watts in 2005. Sure but they King Kong. but they put Naomi Watts as one of the answers. Oh. <laughs> Fay Ray played Naomi Watts way back before there was a Naomi Watts. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not counting that one against you. I think that was screwed up. <laughs> it wasn't King Kong. It was and Naomi Watts. So, whatever. Yeah, four points. Anthony Perkins in 1960. Vince Vaughn in 1998. The Trial. Catch-22. Psycho. Return to Paradise. Catch-22. Psycho. Mm. Burt Reynolds in 74. And Adam Sandler. 51st Dates, The Longest Yard, or Click? The Longest Yard. It is, but apparently no, it's 2005. Okay, this quiz is screwed. <laughs> Steve McQueen, 72. Alec Baldwin, 94. The Getaway, Bullet, Thomas Crown Affair, Papillion. Bullet? The Getaway. Hmm. Humphrey Bogart in 54. Harrison Ford in 95. Random Hearts, African Queen, The Fugitive, Sabrina. Uh, repeat it one more time. Random Hearts, African Queen, Sabrina, The Fugitive. The Fugitive. Sabrina. I think. I don't know. I'm not trusting this quiz right now. Ralph Macchio in 84, Jaden Smith in 2010, Karate Kid, Outsiders, Crossroads, Pursuit of Happiness. Karate Kid. Correct. And with some of the goofs, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a 7 out of 10. Okay. All right. That's perfectly average. I'll take it for that one. Because <laughs> there was definitely some screwed up uh, answers in there. Anyway. All right.
Yeah, this one's a little tricky. Our featured genre here. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do you got? What is your top three favorite video game trailers? Um, my number one is the Mad World trailer for the original Gears of War. Yep. <laughs> that was the first one that came to mind. It's playing, and there's no sound, and it just chills <laughs> oh that, that was so good um man i really gotta i really gotta uh cheat on google here because <laughs> i just don't remember many of these trailers well, my but, next one would be um halo odst the live action trailer where it shows the kid going, getting his hair cut and all that, and getting ready, and it's it's like the heartfelt trailer, and they're talking about how the legend that Chief was and all that. And right, my next one was the original Destiny live action trailer. Before we all knew what anything in that trailer was. Oh so, yeah, you know, like the... where they shoot Gallahorn, and yep. all of a sudden, immigrant song plays by Led yep. Zeppelin. The blink and he drops the grenades on the, yeah. on the space turtle. Yep. And my honorable mention goes out to Black Ops 1. The li- the first time I seen the live action Call of Duty trailers with what, Kobe Bryant. And you got the chef shooting and like all these different people playing the part. So I thought that was incredible. So that's my honorable mention. Um... I mean, I, the, the one that came to mind initially was, was that Gears of War with the Mad World. Um, any of the Witcher uh, 3 trailers were incredible. Um, and then... Uh, I guess I'd wrap it up with... Uh, hell, I don't know. <laughs> I... I, I don't have any uh the destiny live action um I love the first one but the uh the one for Oryx was awesome he's behind me isn't he <laughs> mm-hmm. that, uh, that was good so yeah so uh, you people out there listening, what do you got? You agree, disagree? Got any better ones? Send them our way. Love to hear it. <sighs> well, we've wasted 20 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll run through the charity this week's featured charities, Action Against Hunger. For almost 40 years across nearly 50 countries, they have led the global fight against hunger. They save lives of children and their families. Uh, they are there for them and before and after disaster strikes. Uh, they enable people to ride for themselves, see children grow up strong, and for whole communities to prosper. They constantly search for the most effective solutions while sharing their knowledge and expertise with the world. They're pushed for the long, they push for long-term change. And they never give up until the world is free from hunger. So their life-saving impact has been felt in nearly 50 countries, 6,500-plus field staff assisting more than 14.7 million people, 35-plus years of expertise responding to emergencies caused by conflict, natural disaster, and food crises. Uh, their global efforts save hundreds of thousands of lives each year, but millions of undernourished children still remain. So visit their website at www.actionagainsthunger.org to learn more or donate directly. Alrighty. And I think we actually had a poll this week, didn't we? Uh, yeah, something was actually out there worth doing. So, this will tie right into our main topic. But, how do we feel after the D2 Forsaken reveal? I'll be back in September, got 38%. I never left, was 50%. Don't care, I'm done, not a single vote. There was a reveal, 12%. One guy had no so. idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh those that those that voted are definitely very interested in Forsaken, which is good cuz we're about to talk about Forsaken. <laughs> That's right. 
so. Yep, so main topic time. This week we're talking Destiny 2 Forsaken and part one of E3. Yeah, we'll touch base on some E3 stuff and then we'll uh, we'll hit a huge all of it next week. Next week once we'll we get a massive E3 episode. Once we get all the conferences in, there's still a few left for tomorrow, so yeah. But anyway, Destiny 2 Forsaken. I I believe that it's a great title, but it's not it's not what they've done to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. Their Vidoc was amazing. Okay, They could have left it. Type of shit. Mm-hmm. They could have left it at the Vidoc. They didn't have to do anything after that. They could have just posted that and said, all right, we'll see you in September. Like That's true. <laughs> so, so okay. So what did we get to see inside of said uh, stream about September? Uh, well, just a general overview. What weapon slot changes, weapon randomization, new exotics, returning exotics, new PvP modes, returning... PvP modes that are becoming permanent, new weapon cha- types, like nine, <clears throat> I said nine new supers. Well, each super is going to get a new like part of the tree, so yeah, it's like a new way to use said super. I'm, oh my god, I'm like, there's going to be bows, okay, do I really need to say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, Hawkeye. Easy there. I will be Hawkeye, all right? I will be more effective than Hawkeye. I will do a fucking raid with three bows just to piss everyone off. Okay, now, see, that's... I was listening to, uh, I think it was T and uh, Broman talk. Not 100% that you can... That those weapon slots are going to be equipped whatever you actually want, like it looked like. Like they said, three shotguns, but it sounds like there will be... A kinetic shotgun, an energy shotgun, and a power shotgun that fits those slots. And it's not just the fact that you might just take a, a power weapon and slide it up to the kinetic slot and stays a power weapon. So They did, they did say on the bows there would be short, medium, long range bows. We know there's at least going to be a exotic bow because it's part of the pre-order. There's a, an order. Right. So I'm thinking that triple bows might be an option. I, I'm not saying it's not. It just... Initially, I thought basically here's three weapon slots. Here's all your weapons. Put whatever you want where you want it, but it'll keep its properties whether it's energy, kinetic, or power, no matter which slot you put it in. But hearing other people talk about it, it may not be quite that simple. Like it'll still be that's the kinetic slot, that's the energy slot. It just there will now be energy weapons that can go there that would be like a sniper or a shotgun, like D1 had. But have to wait and see. Also have to wait and see what the ammo economy does because that's going to be huge. Yeah, if you're rocking three bows but they all share the same ammo, maybe a little. Uh, if it's kinetic, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be a little. Might be a little difficult, you know. <laughs> but hey, it's it's a nice change. You can play the way you you can have the kind of the D1 setups you used to have, or you can have the D2 current setup, or figure something else new out. But it's exciting to see. And then on top of that, the uh, bringing back these random rolls. So that, that'll that'll add a lot of longevity. People that love that grind, I, I'm going to enjoy that because there's a a scout rifle in the game that's very close to my old. Um, oh God, it's escaping me now. Hung Jerry. Yes, I have basically the cheap great value <laughs> version of Hung Jury right now that has Dragonfly. It doesn't have Triple Tap, but I would sacrifice Triple Tap for some fucking stability mod on it. So if I can get that to drop with Dragonfly and something with greater stability, I would be set. I may actually hang up the Nameless Midnight and switch to that permanently. <laughs> So yeah, so the the random rolls is going to be awesome because now you'll have some variety in getting the same gun over and over and over again. And also the other thing we're not sure what they're doing yet, but they promise us that it's going to be good <laughs> is the mod changes. So wonder how that, in depth the mod changes are going to be. You know that will also play into the randomness of your weapon. Um, I. 
I think the mods should just be like either PVE related or PVP related type mods that you put on your weapon. You know, I think to an extent, I think that's kind of like where the the joke of shank burn could be effective. Mm -hmm. If you could have it, you know, different mods for different enemy types and you're kind of like swapping them in and out for uh, like nightfall loadouts and stuff. I think that would be pretty cool. Of course, they need to give us the space uh, to (laughs) have all that crap. Which, I, I don't know if 500 slots in the vault is enough. Of course, we'll see what these collections do. Hopefully that does take away a lot of the pain of having to store stuff. But with random rolls, obviously, I think a lot of those collections might just be a checkoff list. Like, uh, you know, you have it or you don't, but not necessarily is this where you grab it. Except for the exotics. The exotics you can print. I would uh, be happy exotic. just to check off list because I'm a so. huge collector and I hate. I have shit in my vault. I'm like, I might, I might already have this. I don't know, but <laughs> I also know that that collection thing is coming. So I'm like trying to hold on to everything until the collection thing comes and it gets checked off, so I can delete it. Yeah, I mean, at least there's the destiny sets at the moment you can use to kind of get to go through that to see what you have. But yeah, in game stuff is so much better. Um. But uh, yeah, the uh, the quick the quick thing on the Bungie site from the TWAB, uh, you know, we're getting a new story in a in a lawless frontier. But the story is not we're we're gonna find out at the Sony press conference on Monday. Right. But uh, it's not doesn't sound like it's gonna be like their past stories where it's gonna be a, a linear necessarily with cutscenes and whatnot. It's it might be a little more I guess like Dark Soulish where as you're just going through the world and you're picking up stuff through the lore and that's kind of where you're going to learn more about the story and it's going to be a little more open to how you play so which i also i'm on the understanding that uh that saves them a lot of money by not doing a story in that typical fashion that they can put towards other things so we'll see how that goes i'm really excited to see what they're going to reveal to us at the sony press conference but uh, we're getting a new destination, the Tangled Shore. That will be uh, a part of the reef that we've never been to before, the Awoken Homeland. That looks really cool. And not just, uh, not just one new location either. Well, no, this next one is the one that's super exciting, the Dreaming City, which is a location that is 100% about endgame, period. It's the raid and it's other endgame activities. And it's going to be a, a, a planet or world that will change over time as we do things and discover new places. And I don't know. It's I like what they're saying. I <laughs> just have to see what it actually does. Um, that's pretty exciting, though. A destination for endgame. So at I think that means they can actually put some pretty difficult stuff over there. And it's like, well, if you don't want it, if you don't want to mess with that, then don't go there. Like that could be where we get the super difficult patrol, which I wish we had six man patrols. Uh, what do you think of the the new enemy type though? The scorn. They look they pretty look, badass. The freaking man, melee lamps. The swinging lanterns. Oh gosh, those look awesome. And the bosses, like the unique look of each baron. Oh, the baron hunts are gonna be cool. I think. Yes. I mean, I hope so. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, they sounded cool. I hope it sounds it's not like just the damn strike. There's eight new strikes, and it and it sounds like though there's very specific ways you have, like they said like with the one Baron, it's a sniper battle, so like you have to kind of like fight in a certain way against them. So that could add some fun to it. Um, like we said, we get the bow. That's gonna be pretty cool. You know, people are gonna whine about that in PvP once somebody gets god tier and can like hit everything that moves with one shot. Yep. But uh, I do love that the Bungie basically acknowledged that they're gonna break the game. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, and yeah, so uh, every super is getting an, a new super. So, like for instance, the Golden Gun is going to give you the ability to instead have flaming knives that you will throw, and then you know it's like you throw what eight knives at a time and so you get this widespread i wonder if they explode on top of it that'd be pretty cool 
But yeah, so they're showing off new super abilities for every single subclass, which looks awesome. And uh, this this one next this I think the next biggest funnest thing next to the Dreaming City is going to be Gambit. Oh that, yes, that I'm game gonna... mode looks awesome. I'm going to be in Gambit a lot. A lot uh, and we get lot, we get lot. in we get in that hour early at Guardian Con so we can get the front of the line. They're they're gonna try to get it available to play, you know, as soon as possible. But uh, if nothing else, we could at least be at the front of the line. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Gambit is a PVE slash PVP game mode, and so you're gonna have a four on four situation in the same arena, but you're you're kind of like split into two sides, and you have to stay on your side. But you can screw with the other side by putting in enough moats to put a big badass enemy on their side that they have to attack. And at some point, one of your players can jump over to their side and just mow them down. And so there's the PvP side. And it's a race to get the final boss up and kill them. So basically, it's like Prison of Elders with a PvP element that looks a whole lot more fun. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to spend a lot of time in there because that sounds like, oh, I can't wait to start screwing teams over. And I'm sure at this point, by the time you hear this, all your favorite streamers have been just gushing about their experience with Gambit. So, yeah, so that one looks awesome. And then, uh, yep, collections are coming, so hopefully that solves a few issues. And then also we're getting the uh, Triumph feature back. So we're going to get record books and... Just all kinds of stuff to go after. And we're getting a special lore tab. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give <laughs> so, lots of cool things are coming in September. And, uh, looks like they're doing doing right to, uh, by what the community's been asking for. Um, but that's September. And then before September, we actually have some stuff yet to come in July. Which... Mm-hmm. Uh, Solstice of Heroes. Not sure what that event is, but you know, hopefully it's the way they're talking. It's kind of like moments of triumph. So I imagine it will be you have well, so, like two months the, to get stuff done and get a T-shirt. So there's the Solstice of Heroes seasonal event, and then they have year one triumphs listed separate though. So I don't know. Like I'm thinking it's gonna be, you know, hopefully not a festival at the cost, but you know, maybe something on that order. But. uh and we're getting 6v6 quick playback. Yay. Along with permanent rumble. Thank God for that. I'll give you permanent mayhem. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird to get them this late, but both raid layers are finally getting their prestige mode. And then bounties. Yes, what I'm a, glad to have what bounties have you, back. Like, I mean, they're, they, they've kind of been in the game, but they're... Just so I just wonder what hidden. they're going to be for because you know, you know, back in the day, bounties were to level up your guns. Now, when you get a weapon, it's it's already fully leveled. You can select whatever you want. So, what are what good are the bounties going to be? Unless you're farming Ingrams, if you're farming Eververse items, maybe. I mean, they they could kind of maybe put bounties in a in a style of like the catalyst. So, yeah, I don't know. Not 100% sure what they're doing with them, but this will be this will be something else to add to our gameplay. Could be for new way to get gear or new way to get Eververse crap or I don't know. But something else to do. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh very excited for uh or what uh, Destiny's going to become here. I think it's finally going to feel like the game we wanted. Yes, it's going to be what Destiny 2 should have been, a true a true sequel. And I'm I'm all over it. <laughs> so, by the way, the pre-order poster from GameStop looks damn good. <laughs> is it the is it the is it the Forsaken with the pistol? Yes. Ace of Spades out, yeah. Or it's on his hip, and it looks like he's about to do a draw. Yeah, it looks... Damn, it looks good. So, uh, 
Yeah, and oh, I so hope. I mean, obviously, it looks like Ace of Spades is coming back, but they need to bring back the last word. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I really do. hope that's coming with this. Like, I mean, if it doesn't come now, it's not coming at all. This, this is theme for that and the chaperone. They both. Yeah, it's theme for that for sure. Yeah, but uh, so and. And so Bungie then is going to. They're, once again, though, they're changing up how they're going to add content to the game. So they they got the annual pass, which is the premium deal, but then they're still going to have the seasons, which is going to give stuff to if you just own the base game period. And so that I'm really interested in how that's going to play out, but. If you only buy Forsaken and you don't buy the annual pass, you're still going to get seasonal rewards. You're going to get the special and seasonal events. You still get the quality of life improvements. And you get the maps and modes of of New Crucible. So that's cool that the maps will be included so that you don't have to deal with, you know, people not being able to play because they don't have a map. But then the annual pass, which they're going to give three this time. Which, I don't know how big these DLCs will be, but... I imagine it's kind of like what we're getting now, except there won't be any story. There'll just be more stuff. More stuff, which, again... I'm fine with that. They're saying, I'm hearing that if they cut the story, if the way they've been doing the story out, they have more assets to play with and they can do more. But, uh, so more pinnacle activities, more weapons and armor, uh, new and returning exotics... More endgame challenges, more raid layers, unique vanity rewards, more triumphs to collect, more lore to discover. And that's for the annual pass, which is an extra $30, which breaks down to $10 a piece. And for $70, you get it all, which I can't, I, I can believe it, but the fact that people are complaining and whining about that is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's not a subscription game. Okay, they screwed up, but they, they can't just give it away for free. <laughs> I mean, it's forty bucks, and or thirty bucks, right? Yeah, thirty, and you're getting a year's worth of content. Like this is will cover you for the next year, and there's a guaranteed three, not necessarily DLCs, but they're pretty much DLCs. This this is cheaper than just the two DLCs we've gotten in the past, and you're getting three of them. And and even still, if just buy the forty dollar game, see if you like it, and then you can always pick up the annual pass later for thirty bucks. Like it's not, it's like you're even saving money. They're just straight up. This is thirty. This is forty. Buy them together at seventy. Like, <laughs> so, but no, uh, very excited. Which, so now my now I have to get all my characters, you know, the full max level so that they're ready for September. Because a few of them are lagging behind. Actually, they're all lagging behind. I haven't even broke 350 yet. I'm a bad guardian. Oh, my Titan just broke 300 because I logged in to get the 40 tokens you get for doing your first faction rally event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my Titan's at 299. Man, you know how hard it was doing a lost sector with five renown at 299. Uh, yeah, because I I did it at 301 with my warlock. So he yeah, he was only level 20. <laughs> I couldn't equip all my good shit. And it was Nessus. At least for me, it was Nessus, and that was a pain in the ass. But, uh, yeah, the faction rally's been fun, actually, though. I like the, uh, I mean, I I, I haven't, I kind of would like to see him get away from public events being so huge, but, you know, at least the public events overall are kind of fun. But, yep. uh, you know, earn your renown, get your five, and then go hit up the lost sector, and then do it all over again is it's a lot more fun than you just, okay, let's go run this lost sector a thousand times. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Now they just need to do something to get adventures to be worth doing outside of just story stuff. Because I haven't even touched half those, half, 90% of those adventures because it's just like, I don't know, there's no point to it because there's nothing in those I'm going to get except for some additional story, which that would be kind of cool, but there's no rewards that are worth it for my time right now so they need that was a cool idea but they need to fix that part of the game as well so 
but yeah I'm I'm excited like I'm genuinely excited to be playing Destiny again especially with Forsaken on the horizon absolutely unfortunately a bunch of all these awesome games get announced at E3 are coming out this fall too but well yeah once again it's just another ridiculous fall winter we have coming fall winter spring actually mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we really need to get paid to play video games somehow um, yeah. <laughs> the only way I can afford to get through them I just hit 100 games on Steam today I've probably only played 12 of them uh, yeah yeah, I, I just bought like, the I just bought the expansion pass for Destiny Two on PC because it went on sale on Humble. Oh yeah, I'm so happy to see that. I, I bought that as well. So now I have to f- level two characters on Xbox. I only have one character on PC at the moment. Same. So, so I'm looking at leveling that one and then possibly starting two more, <laughs> just so I can have the option there. I'm going to put my time in on Xbox first, and then I might do PC. I'm going to get one character but, on PC ready. Uh, I have so many other games all of a sudden, it's like, I want to play too. <laughs> so I don't know, we'll see. I, I'm trying to balance my time a little better. Things are, things are slowing down a little bit, so I'm having a little more free time in the evenings. So. Yeah, I've seen you playing Tuesday night. thought it was, like, I had my date wrong. thought it was Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday is one of those I can typically pull it off uh, like every other week so because my buddy comes over and so we were yeah we were finally we were we we're leveling up you know he t- he did a new hunter I'm doing a titan so we're kind of taking them through together and so yeah we started going through the Osiris DLC almost got through that I you know I I actually kind of enjoy that story. It's it's kind of weird. It's a little broken at the end. Osiris is you know kind of an asshole, but uh, that Panopti's you know fight is is pretty fun. So it just didn't really bring much else with it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's Forsaken. Um, uh, anything else you want to add to that? No, I don't think so. I'm, re- I'm ready to get hands on. I'm if, ready uh, now that Gambit's going to be and the story is going to be shown of it at E3. I think some of the content creators are going to be free to talk more this week and next. Well, yeah, I mean, once E3 hit, they they said on stream that Gambit would be allowed for them to talk. So, and so, I'm not sure about other stuff that'll be available that they can talk about, but. Yeah, good stuff. I, I'm just to know that the people that went to the summit left happy, even though they can't talk about what they talked about, and what they saw in the Vidoc, they were like, "Oh, good, 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 good." Um, it, it's like, yeah, Bungie, Bungie is really trying their best to make a game that they, that they want to make, but also is is trying to meet the the desires of their community. So. Good on them. Yes. They were pretty open on Twitter, too, after the reveal, answering a lot of questions. Although I'm kind of glad that Bungie doesn't go full Bethesda. <laughs> I don't think the community could handle it. No. <laughs> uh, watch the Bethesda press conference. She'll understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> And if you have not watched the the Vidoc for Bungie, uh, go watch it. It pretty much it sums everything up inside of a fifteen minute video. So, all right, all right. Well, let's 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 hit a few points of uh, of what we saw so far at E three. All right. First, we'll do EA. Uh, EA. That they probably fired through them pretty quick. They only had a handful of showings. Yeah, there so, wasn't much. There wasn't overall, much at E three that excited me. There was just the overall, one thing I even cared about. Overall, their press conference kind of sucked. <laughs> oh yeah, it was terrible. They they need to hire people that can talk like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, of course, FIFA was there. Yay! Um, there. They're going big on EA Origins for the PC, 
which I was actually thinking of switching to that over the EA Access. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Um, fifteen a month or a hundred a year now. I I was I was I was happy to see how they handled like they they were pretty candid about Battlefront Two and how they basically screwed up. Yeah. Um, that was good. <laughs> we still don't trust you, but that was good. <laughs> uh, you know, the one game that I I, I kind of tuned it out a little bit, and uh, then I started just watching it on mute, and I was like, what the... Was that Sea of Solitude? I didn't see any of it, really. I was in and out on that one. Yeah, okay, because I didn't... I got, that was like a moment I was like, I, was like, I just... I, I was trying to do something else, I just muted that, and I was like, yeah, whatever. But I turned back, and like, that game's dark. I mean, it's got like this this fish with a f- human face on it or something like that. And there's like hands coming up out of the water trying to grab the boat she's on. And that game actually looks pretty dark for <laughs> this cartoonish little game. So uh, that that actually might be something interesting to look into. Um, then they, uh, they revealed Unravel 2, and it turns out it launched... Right after the press conference was over. Yeah, that was like, boom, have it. So, I I mean, I played a little bit of the first Unravel, and it, I mean, it was an interesting game. Um, not really something I was huge into. But uh, the fact that it's co-op now, that that's pretty cool. Like, I could see a lot of uh, parents with their kids having a lot of fun with that game. So. Um, they also showed off... On- this was awful. Command and Conquer Rivals. <sighs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean... The, the game looked kind of interesting, but the thing that I thought was really stupid was you could, like, take control of that nuke at the last second and launch it at your, at your enemy. Like, you didn't have to actually sit there and, and gain the the control of it for the entire duration of the meter it just it just fills up and whoever happens to be controlling it at the end gets to shoot it at the enemy's base i thought that was pretty stupid <laughs> but uh yeah and they bring out these two people that no one has any clue who they are the crowd just like okay <laughs> like did, did anybody think through any of this conference <laughs> No. But uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, even even the the Jedi Fallen Order thing with respawn, like that is just so awkward too. Like, I mean, Vincent Pella, you're a great great video game maker, but yeah, you don't interview well <laughs> in the crowd. Like, that was dumb. <laughs> Rough day. <laughs> And then the game, the whole reason why anybody was watching their press conference. Anthem. Anthem. And even that was kind of, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I still don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) It's like mild, like, it's Bioware, and Microsoft Andromeda is still fresh. So, it's like, I want to play it, but I have very, very tempered expectations well and the other thing is it sounded like all the stuff you really wanted to hear they were just like tweeting out after the conference instead of telling you on stage like <laughs> yep. i guess there's a there's a whole lot of articles out there and, and and you know twitter posts that are much more informative than what they showed for the the game itself but yeah. like things like what no there's only there's gonna be four javelins available at launch no PvP. Yep. Um, the hub area is single player instance, so you have to separate from your party. Yep. Uh, they did confirm to have, I think, eight player raid style. Something like counters. that, yeah. But uh, there's a underwater meter and a flight meter, so you can't go, you know, forever. Right. But it was also clarified on twitter there's no underwater engagements oh you just swim okay Okay, so you just you can go underwater for the sake of going underwater and cooling off your suit all right that's 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 a misstep um yeah some people love the in-air flight 
because it gives you, you know, that different angle on, you know, that type of shooter. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, it was clarified on Twitter that the loot is a grind. And the loot has to be, like, I guess you have to craft things. But, like, just based off, like, shooter mechanics, nowhere, it doesn't look nowhere near as crisp as the Destiny gunplay, which I know is, like, nothing really looks as good as Destiny's gunplay, but once but, you got used to that, it's it's hard to accept anything else. Well, that other thing, too, though, is it's a, it's a third-person game. It's more, it's more like the division in the Destiny world. I think a lot of people are comparing it to Monster Hunter because of the crafting system. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's kind of a... a it's kind of pulling of, from a lot of different games, and it's it's almost going to be it's kind of on its own, and it's no, it's not going to really compete directly with Destiny. I think it'll have a better story than Destiny, but I don't think it's going to have a better end game and a better grind. Yeah, I think I this know. is trying to pull in the Des- Destiny, the Division, Borderlands, and Monster Hunter fans into one. And I mean, like I said, I'm going to play it, but. I am nowhere near out of my mind excited for it as I was hoping I was going to be. But, uh, I mean, I guess the scary thing, in, in a sense, though, was that game got a February 22nd release date, and that was all they could show us? Yeah. That really <laughs> scares me with there only being eight months left, if that's what the game looks like in the end. Because eight months is not a lot of time to make adjustments. Hell, you saw what happened to Destiny 1 when they tried to redo it in 11. Yeah, so... I don't know. Hope for the best. Maybe it comes to Origin and it's cheaper. Uh, <laughs> but... Alright, well, that was EA. Oh, so, yeah. it was confirmed there was no loot box and no pay-to-win mechanics. And I thought they were supposed to have something at the Microsoft press conference, but that never happened, so... They didn't show anything. Speaking oh, well. of Microsoft... Um, do we want to talk about Microsoft today, or do we want to wait till next week? There's a lot. Microsoft. Has no, there's a lot. Um, I, just a couple of things. Um, sea of Thieves. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. A lot of new things. So. Looked awesome. Yes, yeah, so and we're actually going to get like <laughs> ship to ship NPC battles. We're getting, we're getting this. Yeah, this like. Crew of the damned skull ships that are going to start entering and attacking us at sea. Okay, because I'm down for that. That looked awesome. <laughs> That's it's just so good. Like she's telling him this awesome story. He's like, "You just want money for this, don't you?" <laughs> I am down for fighting, but NPC yeah, ships because the, the ship to ship combat's what makes it fun. So that's cool. So not only are you going to have you know other people occasionally, but now you're going to have actual NPC ships that are going to attack you. Plus we got the Megalodon, plus we got the Kraken, so that's pretty cool. Another thing I'd like to go ahead and cover since it's not really something new is the Game Pass is getting quite the updates. Yes. uh, With with the faster start games, so they install, or you can install the game, or you can start the game sooner after installation. And they also added a ton of games to it. Fallout 4, Elder Scrolls Online, The Division 1. Um, also, what, the Master Chief Collection? And then what? At launch, Crackdown 3, Forza Horizon 4, and Gears of War 5. That's right. Well, I'll be there, that. yep. We're going to talk about that next week. We'll be there on launch. So that $10 a month investment is looking worth it. <laughs> It's great, and then there's, I mean, there's a hundred plus games in there. There's all, you know, and you've also got Sea of Thieves, and you got State of Decay Two. Uh, I just went and looked at it. Uh, I can now play Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one, I, which I haven't played yet. So I need to finish that one. Wow, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, uh, one last, one last thing to talk about, I guess, before we wrap up, because we're getting close on time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuphead is getting some DLC. Yeah, that was pretty year. cool to see. I am I am down for that. It's and a new play, new playable character. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, and I guess PUBG is getting a new map set in the winter, and it looks like war mode is going to become more of a regular thing. Yep. I just hope it's as entertaining as the limited time event war mode is, and hopefully <laughs> it doesn't break all the fucking servers so I can actually play it. 
<laughs> yeah, so. So. Yeah. Next week we'll talk, what, Sony, but Ubisoft, Bethesda, Bethesda. Over, uh the rest of Xbox, and Nintendo. Wow, it's going to be a busy week next week. A lot of time. And so, yeah, we'll just we'll just jump into it feet first next week with uh, with the rest of our E3 discussion. I'm sure everyone will be sick of it by then. <laughs> there won't be an entertainment segment next week. We're going to, hey, how you doing? All right, let's talk E3. Because <laughs> there is so much to talk about. My wallet so, is already at negative hundreds uh, of dollars. And that, we've only been over like basically one to two days. My, my wallet was at negative 1,000, and that was with Guardian Con. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but so. hey. Those VIP tickets let us get first in line for Gambit, right? Oh, yes. Two days in a row. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the first thing I'm going to do both days. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to then we're gonna cut it there on the E3 talk and the main topic. Um, speaking, though, of Guardian Con real quick, uh, to you listeners out there... Um, the plan is to actually do some interviews while we're down there with any of the content creators we could actually get a moment with and just some random fans down there of that maybe not of us but that are down there you know to get their opinion so i am looking for we are looking for some ideas for maybe some questions to ask these people you know we got things such as the you know Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Because that's got to be there since me and Wielding have a difference of opinion there. Hoping to win that war. But we have uh, my opinion and we have the wrong opinion. (laughs) Uh, Also, I'm going to see maybe if I can find me some new bad movies to look up. Uh, We're going to ask people what their worst movie they've ever seen is to go along with our bad Netflix theme. And uh, if there's any other questions such as that looking to do like maybe a five or six just a quick in and out couple minutes with these people because they don't have a lot of time and uh so if there's anything you want to throw into the the list of possibilities please send it to our twitter or pop it in our discord and who knows maybe i'll find your favorite content creator and i'll get to ask them do they like slippers i don't know we'll find out i mean if you want to know if they like slippers Okay, that really got weird. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't uh, know what rabbit hole you were going in, but I was going to let you keep going. <laughs> well, if I find Briar Rabbit, I will ask him if he likes slippers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll probably be like, well, if I'm drunk, I don't care. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. If there's any like little quirky questions or whatever, just uh, send them our way and I'm going to try to put a put a quick little questionnaire list together that I can do some quick interviews with some people and then we're going to try to make a show out of it and you can hear them all back. So, that'll be for for Guardian Con secret project. Yep. All right, man. Tell them where they find you. Well, you can find me on Mixer and on Twitter at Devil. And you can also find me on the Instagram at PeckDevil. I'm Wielding Hammer, and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Mixer at Wielding Hammer. All right, man, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right, everyone, all have a good week. I hope you've enjoyed all the gaming news you've been hearing, and I know you're going to be sick of it by next week, but you're going to hear more of it anyway. Oh, so. yes. Exciting time to be a gamer. <laughs> Expensive time to be a gamer. We do this for ourselves. You guys just get to enjoy it. E3 is barely half over. (laughs) Although I do like how it's spread out. You can actually breathe in between conferences. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get some sleep, and that's probably going to be glued to my TV. I'm going to get every pause conference but Nintendo, so it's going to be great. (laughs) When a couple years back, when it was Microsoft, EA, Ubisoft, Sony, boom, 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 in one day, that was just brutal. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. You all have a great week, and we will see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.